All right, so hello, welcome to Livy's Corner, another special episode where we are talking about different um, awards circles for you know this most magical time of the year for film and TV. And this week we are going to get into the Hollywood Critics Association film nominations. Now they don't do um tv all they do is film so um i garnered my list from that's it la um and their uh, author or journalist um michael lee so listen here <laughs> i love i love this i i came across this as i was like getting things together for the Critics' Choice Award. And so I came across um, this list um, and I was just like, huh, I didn't know they existed. Um, so I, I just, you know, I was like, okay, well, let me throw this into the mix too. Because I, again, this one kind of helps round out um, the technical awards I mean of course the bigger ones you know like best actor and things like that but it really does do service to the technical awards too it kind of lets you focus in on that and um, today well as I'm filming this which is February 9th the Academy released their shortlist for technical um, not all the technicals but it was um, like best hair and makeup things like that so this helps kind of put a uh, I want to say like an, a parenthesis around some of these movies you know what I mean so let's get on into it and just like the other ones I'm not going to be like saying who I think should win I'm going to be kind of omnipresent on things and just give you guys the 411 and let you kind of figure out what you want to do with the information and who you think should win or have you seen the movies if you have not um some of these I would definitely be like you need to watch these movies um (laughs) there are some that you just need to watch but I'm more excited to see Minari I I have not seen that one that's the only one I have not seen yet and I have a feeling I'm gonna fall in love with it. I I just love, I love character and family um, dramas that just are real and just do a damn thing. And that's what I'm hearing about Minari. But okay, so let's get into Best Picture nominations for the Hollywood Critics Association: The Five Bloods, Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari. Nomadland, One Night in Miami, Promising Young Woman, Soul, The Sound of Metal, The Father, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Um, two, six, eight, ten. So they have ten nominations. Do not be surprised that Soul makes it into um, the Best Picture nominated films for the Oscars. Not animated. I said just Best Picture. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised, okay? I detest the movie because I do. There were too many incidents where my blackness was insulted, but in a very nice way. 
No, no, no. No, no, no. So I'm not going to get into it. But I just wanted to point that out that don't be surprised if that film is probably going to be nominated. Um, for me, this, these 10 nominations feel like what's going to be nominated at the Oscars. I'm just, you know, I've seen everything on here except Minari. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. Okay, now we're getting into Best Actor. Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Delroy Lindell for um, Defy Bloods, Kingsley Ben Ardeer for One Night in Miami, and then Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal. I would love to see Kingsley get nominated more. Um, He played Malcolm X in One Night in Miami, and oh my god. God, did he kill it. Okay, so now we're getting into Best Actress. Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. Elizabeth Moss for The Invisible Man. Frances McDormand um, for Nomadland. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman. Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. And Zendaya and Malcolm and Marie. And I am so excited. I cannot help it. This is just amazing to me to see this person being nominated. Look, everybody in here deserves to be nominated. Every last one of them. Um, I feel the the least one that's going to get nominated is Elizabeth Moss. I feel her and Zendaya are the wild cards here um, when it in this voting circle as we speak. Um, But Carrie's in, Vanessa's in, Francis is in, and Viola is in. So now it all comes down to that one spot and we will just see who that wild card is. Best Supporting Actor is next. So we got, um, is it Bo Burnham for Promising Young Woman? He's the nice guy. You need to go watch that movie if you're not going to watch that movie. Go and watch the movie. Chadwick Boseman, The Five Bloods, Daniel Kaluuya, Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami, Paul Racy in The Sound of Metal. And again, if you have not seen The Sound of Metal, by now, I'm not disappointed. I'm not. People have lives. You need to go see that movie too. Okay, all of these. You need to watch all of these movies. Oh my God. They, they 2020 was no joke. It just was no joke. Like, they came so hard. Everybody was like, you know what? Everybody gonna be watching TV or something. So let's put out our, our, our top guns. And they did that. Um, Best Supporting Actress. Amanda Seyfried from Mank. Ellen Burstein, Pieces of a Woman. Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy. Olivia Coleman for The Father. And Yu Jung Yuan for Minari. Best animated or voiceover performance. Ben Schwartz for Sonic and the Hedgehog. Kathy Ang for Over the Moon. Um, Honor Nefsi for Wolfwalkers. I have not seen that, but I've heard really great things about that movie, so I need to go look that up too. It's on Apple TV, and I'm like, listen, I'm not going to be paying all this money for all of these streaming services. I'm not doing it. Um, <laughs> Jamie Foxx, Soul, and then Tina Fey for Soul. Mm. 
moving on best male director now I don't know I understand why they did this and when I go through them all you'll understand too um and why I like their formatting why they're like hey we're just throwing this out here and they're they're really comprehensive is, is what I'm trying to say so we have Darius Martyr, actually his brother as well. He's he's not listed here, but the brothers um, directed that film. is co-directed by the Martyr Brothers. Um, Sound of Metal, David Fincher for Mank, Lee Isaac Shung for Minari, Shaka King for Judas and the Black Messiah. Come on now! And then Spike Lee for The Five Woods. Yes! And that is why they split those up. So you could see that there are so many directors in the hunt here because they did some really phenomenal work this year. Now we get into best female director. Um, Chloe Zhao, Nomadland, um, Eliza Hitman for Never, Rarely, Sometimes, Always, Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman, Regina King for One Night in Miami and Sofia Coppola for On the Rocks. So you see there, see what they're doing there? Okay, so it just gives you a broader sense of who all is out here really making film. And um, yeah, so, you know, I kind of wish Rod Hobb was there, but that's okay. We're going to keep going. <laughs> Best Original Screenplay. Aaron Sorkin, The Trial of the Chicago Seven, um, Abraham Martyr and Darius Martyr, The Martyr Brothers for Sound of Metal, Andy Ciara for Palm Springs. I could not get into that movie, y'all. I'm so sorry. Emerald Fennell, Promising Young Woman, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari. Best Adapted Screenplay, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Florian Zeller for The Father, Jonathan Raymond and Kelly Ricard for First Cow, Kemp Powers for One Night in Miami, and Rumin Santiago Hudson for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Best Cast Ensemble, The Five Bloods, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, One Night in Miami, Promising Young Woman is questionable here, The Prom, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. I say it's questionable because it really is not an ensemble piece, but we're going to keep going. Best first feature. Um, Shannon Godfrey Peoples, Miss Juneteenth. Yes, ma'am. Darius Martyr, Sound of Metal. Emerald Fennell, Promising Young Woman. Radha Blank for the 40-year-old version and Regina King for One Night in Miami. Mm, mm, mm. You have four four women and you have three black women. I can't. (laughs) This is what I'm here for, y'all. I'm here for it. And you need to understand like each of them, even even um, Darius Martyr, you're gonna hear about them going forward. Like I, I just keep repeating the the content they put out, the the work, the art that they put out is is very promising and it's very 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 good what they put out. So just imagine with them with more budget, <laughs> more resources, 
they're going to kill it. They're going to kill it. So that's why this type of um, category best first feature is very important because these, what they're saying is these are the up and comers you need to be watching. And it, and they are, they are best animated film onward over the moon soul, the Groods, a new age and wolf walkers best international film another round um Bacaro, i'm no longer here la Llorona, and the two of us best action bad boys for life birds of prey extraction um tenet and the old guard best blockbuster birds of prey sonic the hedgehog tenet the Old Guard and Wonder Woman. Best comedy um, or musical, Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. I could not get through that. I couldn't. Sorry. On the Rocks, Palm Springs, The Personal History of David Copperfield, and The Prom. Mm. Best horror, Freaky, His House, Host, Relic, The Invisible Man. Best Indie Film, here we go, oh my god, Black Bear, First Cow, Minari, Miss Juneteenth, and Palm Springs. Now, if you remember my um, top films of 2020, I discussed Black Bear and how it it is a good movie, Um, but how Aubrey Plaza is someone we're going to be seeing on the Oscar stage within two years. And we're going to be seeing it. It's going to happen. She, I, I don't know. I was like, oh my God, this girl can't act. So, I love being able just to bring you that type of, you know, content. I, yes, I may be black, but I love film as a whole. I just don't, I just don't gravitate to one I know like (laughs) I do these screenings um from time to time and they're like well what kind of films do you like you know when I'm signing up for it and I just say everything because I like everything and it's just like well what the fuck (laughs) so um okay so let's get into best short film um Burrow Canvas Cops and Robbers, If Anything Happens, I Love You, The Heart Still, um, The Heart Still Hums. Um, I've seen all but The Heart Still Hums. Um, Canvas is so sweet, and If Anything Happens is, oh my god, it's on Netflix, um, Oh my god. Oh my god, guys. So all of those are good, except, you know, like I said, the Heart Still Hums. I haven't seen that. I probably can catch it somewhere. Um, Best Cinematographer, Eric Messerschmidt for Mank, um, Wolski for News of the World, um, let's see, um, Joshua James Richards for Nomadland, Hoyt Van Hoytima for Tenet and Martin Rue for The Midnight Sky. 
like they even break down best stunts y'all so um birds of prey extraction tenant the old guard wonder woman 1984 and even the parts that i saw in tenant it was some hellified stunts so especially when they were like fighting i don't want to say everything if you haven't seen the movie so anyway the fight stunts were great um but i love birds of prey too um and then um best original song turntables yes all in the fight for democracy wear your crown from the prom speak now from one night in miami rocket to the moon over the moon and husavik uh, my hometown eurovision song contest um and again like i said here's where the technical it starts to get your head wrapped around the technical uh nominations that are are coming with the Oscars Um, Best Hair and Makeup Deborah La Mia Denevar and um, Adrutha Lee Birds of Prey Birds of Prey is important for women creatives period especially women filmmakers um, or writers all of it because the entire thing was curated and created by women okay so this was a movie that was by women for women there's a lot of dudes that did not like it but guess who did like it us ladies so that movie is so important if you have not seen it please take the time to watch it it is it is like i said it's by us for us um it is it is monumental and you need to watch it um let's get back into best hair and makeup Yaren Kruger Mikosh Patricia Dehani and Matthew Mungle for Hillbilly Elegy yeah they was looking mm, they was looking at Kimberly Spiteri Colleen LaBeouf Gigi Williams and uh, Michelle Adrina Kim for Mank Matiki Anoff, Sergio Lopez Riviera, Mia Neal, Larry M. Cherry, Sean uh, Richards, Deidre Dixon, and Jamika Wilson for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I'm here for it. Angela Wells and Daniel Curit for Promising Young Woman. Best Costume Design. Aaron Banach. Come on. Birds of Prey. <laughs> Alexander Byrne for Emma, Trish Somerville for Mank, and Roth for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and Susie Harmon for The Personal History of David Copperfield. Best Film Editing Chloe Zhao for Nomad Land, Frederick Thorval for Promising Young Woman, Yargos Leprinos, The Father, Andy Kenny, The Visible Man, I'm going to be very honest. I think this is going to come down between Chloe and Zal, Chloe Zal and Alan Baumgarten just because it is the editing that is like that really makes the film sing. But if I did have to pick out of all of those, I would have to go with The Trial of the Chicago 7. It's a masterpiece, but it is a masterpiece because of the editing. I'm serious. Like, if the wrong, a misplaced editor in that film would have ruined it, and 
he really was able to like <sighs> Jesus it's perfect if you are an up and coming editor or you want to get into editing watch that movie and then also you know study him he has he's he has an extensive filmography and he really disappoints this was just a phenomenal work it's the only time that I'm gonna like stop and say hey this is who I think should win this is probably who's going to win because of what he did but again Chloe being nominated here um you know a director of the writer of Nomadland being directed here is huge and it is also why the film works so well Promising Young Woman uh there were some there were some editorial misfires in it okay so I can't say that I mean I'm glad it's nominated but I don't think it should win it just isn't fundamental in that element it's not well in that element and then the invisible man was good oh we forgot about the invisible man but it is good mm-hmm. yeah and the father come on you know you just really just sitting there and really watching nothing so it's not a big deal okay so <laughs> let's get into um best visual effects um and that goes to kevin's souls and um Thrain, uh, Shadbolts for Birds of Prey, Jed Wright, um, Sonic the Hedgehog, Andrew Jackson for Tenet, um, Jonathan Deering for The Invisible Man, um, Matt Kismer, Chris Lawrence, Dave Watkins, and Max Solomon for Midnight Sky. And that is the nominations for the Hollywood, Hollywood Critics um, Association. Um, the air, the ceremony will air on the Hollywood Critics Association's Facebook page and YouTube channel on Friday, March 5th, 2021, beginning at 5 p.m. Um, Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And then y'all in the middle, uh, what is that? Y'all gonna be in like three or not three like six ish seven central time yeah what i like about these ones is like i said it kind of got into the technical aspects of things and it kind of like i said earlier puts your head it kind of wraps your head around hey um I didn't think about hair and makeup. Well, this film really had good hair and makeup and things like that. And I also like that it was able to, you know, um, bring in like uh, elements or films like Black Bear, which, you know, it, it now the independent film awards, I believe those have come out. And I know Black Bear is all over that. Um, Nomad Lands all over that. And so when you're looking at film in that way, like it just helps um it just helps like give you a broader sense of things. And what they were able to do was kind of mesh 
all of the elements. So they have the blockbuster, they have the indie, they have the, you know, the middle of the road film. So they, they covered a broad base of, um, of genres as well as, uh, production values. Um, I love it. I love it. I want to see more of this. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. I'll be watching to see who wins. Um, this was like the first one that was like, and we're going to be virtual. <laughs> like everybody else is like, I don't know how they're going to do it, but um, we'll just have to see. I think the NAACP Image Awards are definitely going to be virtual, um, but how they do that, I'm not sure. And yeah, but I I enjoyed this list and I thought it was just important to bring it bring it to the attention of y'all because um just everything that they're talking about, every film and everything that they're talking about is really good. Um shout out to Birds of Prey. Um like I said it was for us by us. Um with the exception of the visual effects, but that really, they just did a really good job with that film. And I think it should be definitely at least nominated for, for things, um, for all the things really. Let me see. And I'm like, is there anybody else I wanted to talk about? Hmm. I don't think so. And, and they didn't really break down, you know, uh, production house nominations. I mean, I could go through and do it, but I'm not. I'm just not. And again, I just want to talk about the best feature a little bit. And just reiterate that these are... <sighs> these are important shout-outs. Um, especially because, you know, not only because of the, you know, four of the five nominees being women... Okay, and it's not just that. It's not just three of the five being black women. Um, it is because of the the films they created are so good and just so profound. I really wish Miss Juneteenth was able to have the legs, the financial legs, to really get into the hunt of this thing. Um this awards gambit um but you gotta have money and it's unfortunate because like I said Miss Juneteenth it was it was definitely one of my top films of the year it just wasn't my top 10 but it was um my top film because or like one of my like top 20 because of the performance of Nicole Bahari and and that's what I was talking about um, in an in an earlier podcast. How I was like, <coughs> excuse me, um, how um, you know the the film can be good, but it can be made great by a single performance, and that is what happened with Miss Juneteenth. But I also think that's what happened with Promising Young Woman. Um, it's a good film made great by. Carrie Mulligan but um 
promising young woman has more money behind it as well. It was released um, at a better time, uh, timing-wise. Remember, uh, in the in an earlier episode, I also spoke about that. How timing is everything. Um, it was important for Miss Juneteenth to come out uh, on Juneteenth um, that weekend because uh, hello. Um, and what that film was able to do uh, about the narrative for black women was was really profound and then again for one night in miami which i have not talked about because i'm trying to hold on to all of that goodness until um the oscars get here uh (laughs) this powerhouse regina king got her ass up there and acted a damn fool with one of the best movies i've seen in a good long while um i actually like downloaded it so (laughs) i wouldn't eat up all my my data watching this movie all the time because i think it's just one of the best movies and then you you know you have radha black um blank with uh the 40 year old version who again changed and shifted the narrative of black women especially black women of size so then we're talking about you know promising young woman which again it shifts the heroine's arc okay and there's again i'm not gonna get into it because i don't want to spoil anything because this film is also going to going to be nominated for oscars and things of that nature so we will discuss it then more in depth that gives you a good month to see the film but listen to me very carefully all of these films and then the sound of metal jesus okay before we get into sound of metal I have not talked about it either because I'm trying to hold off until the Oscars so I can really get in depth into it. But what uh, Promising Young Woman does, it does shift this white heroine narrative. And it is very important to see. It is very important to watch and, uh, you know, critically and um, cognitively go into that film and break it apart it is it is really good um but again it was made great by the performance and so all these shifts right that each woman who was nominated in this category in specific category are shifting the narratives of women and what they're able to do um the uh, Sound of Metal, I, it shifts the narrative as well. And especially the narrative of, of men, of these so-called heroes, right? It does shift it. And all of these films are representatives of this shift that I have been talking about for quite some time that's happening here. And it has to happen. It has to be more reflective of current times. It has to be more reflective of the current dynamics of women, the current dynamics of men, not between those two, but of themselves. And so these, all of these movies, if you have not watched them, I highly suggest that you do. 
Um, these are the screenplays that I've been able to read, except for Promising Young Woman. Everything else I've been able to read in my downtime, and I'm just like, this is where it's going. Um, so yeah, I'm going to wrap it up there. I'm like, you know, we only had, um, the films to go through, so we didn't have to, (laughs) we didn't have to go through much else. And if you can tell by now, you're starting to see a common thread. You're starting to see a, uh, common narrative of who is being nominated here and what we're typically going to see at the Oscars. Um... (laughs) <laughs> I was able to look at the uh, Oscar shortlist today and um, these were more technical um, and like music um, related um, shortlists. So again, I'm just really excited about what's happening. There's going to be some surprises and I think people will really, really love the surprises. Um just be on the lookout. I'm really excited. I really am. All right, guys, that is it for this episode. And I will catch y'all later. (laughs) Have a good week. Bye.